0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about The Lost King. This is a 2022
1: or 2023 movie, depending on how you want to look at it. it came out in 2022 in the UK, and just a couple months ago, uh, in, around March, here in the US. Um, we're just catching up with it. And it is about. Um, the Discovery of the Remains of King Richard III of England. And Just a quick history lesson. Uh, Richard III, uh, his reign lasted from 1483 to 1485, so it was over 500 years ago. Uh, couple, just a two-year reign, but he's some, become sort of an infamous monarch uh, throughout history. Um, there's been uh, rumors about how he had his two nephews the princes killed in the Tower of London um, he was purported to have a hunchback and uh, and you know the, the play by Shakespeare Richard the third sort of you know did not, did not add much to his legacy uh, in a positive sense so uh, now fast forward to 21st century and this movie is about it's it's supposedly based on real events And Philippa Langley is the main character, a real person. Uh, She's played by Sally Hawkins here. And in the movie, she goes to a play, Richard III, and is just sort of transfixed, changed uh, by the play. She, She feels an affinity for the character, Richard III. And then, like... Quits her job or takes a leave from her job and just starts reading um, volumes of literature about Richard III. Joins the local Richard III society and goes on this quest to find his remains because they haven't they weren't found until uh, in real life until 2012, the year this movie is set. Um, This also this movie also delves into her personal life, so she lives uh, with her two sons who I guess are like in, in their tweens maybe Um, and her estranged husband or ex-husband I, I don't know played by Steve Coogan um, he comes over a lot and cooks them dinner and seems to have a fairly <laughs> loving relationship with Philippa anyway he's part of this as well and then also she keeps seeing an apparition or I, I think it's probably a hallucination of uh, Richard III and talks to him, and it, <laughs> that's how things kind of roll in this movie. So, what did you think of it?
0: Well, I I liked it overall, but um, it wasn't as good as I had hoped it would be. Um, I was this is one of the movies that I was most looking forward to uh, this year um, because it, I mean it ticks all the boxes for me, right? It's a it's a British film. It stars Sally Hawkins, who's one of my favorite actresses. Um, and I find the subject matter fascinating. I mean, you know, based on, like you said, based on true events, um, she went on this quest to find his remains. Um, she's not a professional historian or archeologist. Um, but somehow she was able to, you know, lead this effort and they were able to find his remains after 500 years. It's, it's a remarkable true story. Um, but I just felt like the way it was told in this film was not the best. And, and a lot of it goes back to those visions of Richard III that she was seeing. To me, that was just very clunky, and it undercut her character. It made her seem a bit out of her mind. <laughs> and it just it was hard to kind of be on her side or, or um, to like this character because she seemed kind of untrustworthy as a, as a narrator or she, I mean, she doesn't narrate the movie, but she is who we see this, this, um, her quest through, right. We follow her. Um, I don't know. It just didn't, it just didn't work for me. Um, it seems like there could have been other ways to get her to acknowledge maybe her, her obsession with Richard the Third, or, you know, her, why she was so driven to, to find his remains, why she was there, there was another there was other ways to I think convey that than having her see these visions. Um, and I don't know if it's I don't know if that's a true aspect of the story that she did see hallucinations or that she did have hallucinations of Richard III I hadn't heard that in any other from any other source material, but perhaps she did. Um, but in a movie, it didn't work. I'll just say that. Um, so you know, I, I I liked it just enough to give it you know kind of a positive review, but it was so much. It could have been so much better.
1: You, you are right on that. <laughs> this movie did not work for me. Um, yeah. So some of the problems I have with it, and and I, I, I read up about the real life uh, story of her work. In finding the remains of Richard III after we watched it, um, just as a FYI, I, I was already I already had done some reading about Richard III um, a few years ago because I find the whole story fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, someone you know a, a, a prominent historical figure whose remains were unknown and maybe never going to be found, and then lo and behold, they were they were found actually under a car park <laughs> uh, or parking lot for us uh, in the US uh, in 2012 and. It, yeah so a few things about this so one i think the central character is unlikable uh the the one played by sally hawkins philippa langley i have no idea about the real philippa langley may be a, a wonderful person mm-hmm. as portrayed in this movie she is weird and eccentric to the point of being annoying and and, and just kind of off-putting the Visions, this hallucination that she sees. And it's weird. Some some reviewers that I read uh call it a ghost. They're like, oh no, this is the ghost of Henry the Third, or Richard the Third. And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, for one thing, it's played by Harry Lloyd, the actor Harry Lloyd, and that's the that he's playing the actor who plays Richard the Third in the play that she sees. So she's <laughs> just hallucinating this. And yeah, it's clunky, it doesn't work. Um, the way that this is introduced, so like I, I said earlier, she goes to this play one night, and it just develops this immediate affinity. And, and this this takes place in the movie in early 2012. And by August of 2012 is when they find Richard III's remains. I mean, that's not really a spoiler, because if you know anything about the real life, I mean, this is real life. This is 10-year, decade-old real life stuff. But yeah. And I remember just thinking, and that's one of the reasons this narrative didn't work for me, is I'm like, this is really rushed. And she's right about everything, <laughs> you know. Then um, I, I, And maybe that was the way it was in real life as far as her being correct about everything, but I don't know. I mean, most people are fallible, and most people are wrong in certain regards, or maybe take a, a, a wrong turn in their research or investigations and a dead end or something, and then they have to recalibrate the fact that we didn't see any of that, as far as she's concerned, all we saw was this sort of I hate, this sort of female empowerment. She is right all the time, and a bunch of men are putting obstacles in her path. Uh, that again, maybe that's the way it went down. But uh, some some research I did on my own afterwards. I mean, there are people who are depicted very poorly in this film who are taken umbrage with their portrayal. Um, and in fact, in the movie, there's a, a press conference that she's excluded from. When it's documented in real life, she wasn't excluded from it. Um, also, uh, in real life, I was reading her interest, I guess, or whatever, it was kicked off in 1998 uh, when I guess she read a book about Richard III. And so this was like a 14-year journey. And maybe they didn't want to depict that in a film. But... And I maybe could understand that, but my, my issue here is don't depict it in a matter of months either, because that doesn't work. That's just not believable. And it's not believable because that's not how it happens, right? Um, and then just as a, a final cardinal sin of my, <laughs> maybe the worst <laughs> part about this movie, uh, and I say this as a, as a film nerd, um, again, this starts off in early 2012 and her ex-husband, uh, Uh, and takes their kids to go see Skyfall one night. And she goes off and and does something else. And I'm sitting there as a little film nerd, like, oh, yeah, I know Skyfall. It came out in 2012. I didn't think it came out in, like, an early 2012. (laughs) So I look, and, like, it came out in the U.K. in October of 2012, two months after they found Richard III's remains. So that's just – that's a mistake – that, on the one hand, is it really important? No. On the other hand, like, could they have picked another movie that was out at that time frame that the, the scene was depicted in? Yes. Um, so it's just a it's an unforced error, which to me is indicative of a lot in this movie where they they present things in a way that
0: doesn't really match how it went down in real life. And I'm and, and, and just like, why? Yeah, that's kind of just lazy screenwriting. It seems like um, I understand that you know, in a movie, you're going to take some artistic license to to create a narrative that's um, that you can you know that you can tell in a two hour or hour and a half um, time frame. So you're you're going to simplify things. Um, I felt like this movie though oversimplified the journey that this movie tells. Um, so that. So much so that it became kind of unbelievable, and um, and it seemed to also have this agenda, like you were alluding to, of of depicting her her prejudice, the prejudice that she experienced, or I guess um, I'm sure she did, you know, as a, as a woman, as an amateur
1: mm-hmm.
0: historian, I'm sure she did face prejudice,
1: yeah,
0: um, but they amped it up right for a dramatic effect, and I don't know even as I was watching it and not knowing the full story, it felt like they were doing just that, right? It didn't feel real, in other words. Um, Now, you mentioned earlier this odd relationship that she has with her ex-husband. I found that interesting. (laughs) I find the idea of that relationship interesting. The fact that they are separated or divorced or whatever the nature is, um, but yet, they still continue to have this rather intimate and loving relationship with each other. Um, I feel like that could have been... That's something we don't see very often. I feel like it could have been explored a little more, and maybe maybe delving into that a little more could have replaced the hallucination of Richard III, <laughs> given given her maybe a more, op, more of an opportunity to express to him what she was feeling and this obsession she was having and develop that relationship a little bit more. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways that the movie could have been told that might have been a little more interesting. Um, but here, that relationship, it's its rarely, again, it's done kind of in a clunky manner where you don't really understand what the nature of their relationship is. There's not much that goes into describing it or allowing us to understand it. it, it, it it's a little strange, but I, I don't know.
1: No, I, I. it's funny you mentioned that, so I'm glad you did. I that was maybe I found the most interesting part of this movie was was their relationship, and I almost just wanted to see a movie about that. That would have been an interesting <laughs> film, uh, whether it had been about two real people or not. Yeah, I am like, that's well, this is the movie I want to see. Mm. That said, I also found it a little it, because it wasn't explored too deeply. I mean, it was it was presented, but it wasn't the primary focus of this film. So because of that, it was underdeveloped to the point. That i i found it a little too strange these characters as they're presented i don't know they're based on, on real people but like as it's presented here i'm like i'm just not i'm not digging it you know should also mention too steve coogan who plays her ex-husband he co-wrote this movie so i don't know if that has anything to do with the, the presentation of the ex-husband
0: Yeah, Um, and and I don't think it's the fault of the actors. I still love Sally Hawkins, and I think she does a good job in this movie. It's just the character that she's asked to play is, it's just troublesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And Steve Coogan is good, and everyone, all you know, the entire cast is good. So it's not a fault of the actors. It's the screenwriting and perhaps direction issue that I have issues with
1: yes yes and you know i mean this movie has a chip on its shoulder in more than one regard but one of them is you know she just she just gives these um brief sermons to people about what kind of a person he was good person you know and how he's just been besmirched and i'm like you don't know much about him honestly not many of us do This is over 500 years ago. That's a long time in in our modern human history, right? And I have to say, like, you know, you really, you shouldn't judge people by our modern terms, right? But I got to be honest, I don't really, he's not somebody I would really want to meet. You know, if Mm -hmm. I were given a time machine and given the chance to go meet him, I wouldn't want to. Mm -hmm. Nor would I want to meet his successor, Henry VII, Henry Tudor, or... A lot of those historical figures, I'm not saying that they were evil people, but they were pretty rough, you know? I mean, it's and that's just kind of the way things were back then, and that's fine. That's fine. I just, I don't need this huge defense of him. I I, I don't, that's just, to me, that was really weird.
0: Yes, I, I agree with that. Um, it, she does. She comes across as very confident when she's speaking about him, like like she knows him, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, the movie does. She, one of the things she says is she, you know, he likely didn't have a hunchback. Um, <laughs> but the, the the movie does, um, you know, reveal that he the, the the remains that they found do indicate that he had some sort. Some kind of yeah scoliosis right curvature of the spine yeah. some kind of thing that might be construed as you yeah. know a, a hunchback or some other thing um, so she was wrong on on at least that account but yeah. um,
1: and that's the weird thing too I mean this is talk about when I I just find her unlikable I mean she takes anyone to task who dares you know say that he had a physical deformity right mm-hmm. and then when they find the remains and he's got scoliosis and look i mean having scoliosis doesn't make you a bad person but i mean there's it comes across as a physical deformity right uh, she's she's there's nothing there's no like there's no like oh i was wrong about that or oh but then she's just like well, that doesn't make him a bad person right? <laughs> and i'm like i I'm like, this movie just cannot stop having a chip <laughs> on its shoulder and and and, and i mean She's an executive producer on this, too. So <laughs> just don't, I, mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I it, it's weird. Like, it's weird to talk about this movie because it's based on real events and real people. And so I'm when I'm criticizing this, I'm not criticizing the real people. And in fact, that's kind of the point. It's like the way the real people are represented in this movie, including Philippa Langley and everyone else. I don't think does them any favors. And I do feel like in real life, people are complex, right? And this almost, um, presents certain people with golden auras around them and other people
0: twirling mustaches. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'll agree with you. I think that the, the villains are painted in very broad strokes and, um, Yeah, we're expected to despise them, but I found at least on a couple of occasions kind of, you know, agreeing with their point of view. For example, when she is, you know, trying to get funding for this um, dig that she's spearheading, um, you know, she presents, we see her presenting, I guess, her evidence to convince them that this is something that's worthwhile um, I would have liked a little more of the actual like evidence, real evidence that she mm-hmm. has. I mean, they go into it just a little bit, but it's just you know, very vague. But you know, for people to give a lot of money in order for something like this to happen, a dig in a in a in a parking lot, um, you know, they have to be convinced, right? And I was never convinced by what we heard her say that she had a good case. I wish they would have gone into that a little more. In fact, she does herself no. No service because she says she repeatedly says i just have a feeling mm-hmm. that he's here and we're so I, I got the impression from the movie that's supposed to be enough in fact when when the villains of the piece argue back he's like we don't we don't act on feelings um that's almost just dis- displayed as an affront to her <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yes
0: and i'm like but you can't yeah you can't fund an archaeological dig on a feeling. You have to have some... Yeah, tens of thousands of dollars. Right. You have to have some evidence. And and they did. They did have evidence. They they just touched it very briefly. I would have liked more of a focus on that. To me, mm-hmm. that would have been more interesting. But. And
1: she's told at one point um, by another a fellow woman who is kind of in her corner, right? Mm-hmm. But she's like talking privately. She's like, don't keep mentioning your feelings, you know? And I'm like, that is some great advice. <laughs> but then I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, maybe I'm imagining it, but after they find the remains, somehow there's a line of, or to a dialogue that talks about, like, girl, you, you were just following your feelings? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and, and it's like, so there's, like, validation in it. And it's like, you know, a stop clock is right twice a day. <laughs> and... Uh,
0: Uh, disappointing yeah what would you give it out of 10 well despite despite all the negative things that i've said i i I was entertained and i found the performance is good enough and um so i'm going to give it a a (laughs) 5.8 okay um i'm actually going to give it a four which is probably sounds higher than i was
1: (laughs) thinking of giving it uh so our score is a 4.9 um the reason I'm giving it a four is, I mean, on a technical side, I mean, it's, it's a competently made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we see uh, some really nice location shots. Uh, I'm assuming this is filmed where it's set uh, in Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing old British towns, you know. <laughs> um, and the performances, I think, are as good as they could be given the material. Right? Yeah, And, yeah, so... You know this is not i mean, i typically unless i think a movie is just uh astoundingly awful like i'm not gonna give this like a one or a two or something <laughs> uh, so if it's a competently made movie that to me is just a bit of a letdown and so yeah thank you all for listening
0: thank you